0: Welcome to this week's episode of Guarding the Well podcast. My name is James and hopefully you are doing well on this uh, beautiful day, at least where I am located. Nice bright blue skies. It is a good day. It's good to be back with you after uh, an absence of a couple weeks. Don't know if you're like me, um, but when allergies hit me, they hit me. And uh, not being able to speak clearly uh, for uh, a couple weeks and... uh, oh been rough especially when you do a lot of public speaking and you're a pastor and you need to be teaching uh i i preached um two weeks ago and it seemed every 30 seconds i had to cough because my allergies were just crazy but it happens to me every year in the fall and maybe you're like that you just know when your allergies are going to hit and you like mark it on a calendar and you don't look forward to it but uh I don't know if there's any part in America where I can move where I don't have to worry about allergies. It would be nice, but I don't think it'll be happening. Uh, but hopefully you are doing well. Hopefully life is going well for you. Hopefully uh, your walk with Jesus is uh, doing well. It gets hard. And so if you're in that season of life where your walk with Jesus is just not where you want it to be, uh, not where it has been, um, know that you're not alone in that. A lot of us go through those seasons where, For whatever reason, it doesn't necessarily have to be a sinful uh, reason, but uh, just because of life, I'll use that as a general way, our walk with Jesus is not where it should be. And just because we're not alone in that doesn't mean it's okay. Uh, We need to focus in on our walk with the Lord, but we're not alone in that. And thankfully, Jesus has patience for us. He has grace uh, to give to us strength and encouragement, and He's always there. We just need to run to Him and repent of sin and just follow Him. And so hopefully um, you're doing well, and, and, and that's what our aim is here on Guarding the Well. It's just to help you have a healthier walk with Jesus and uh, to understand the Scriptures. It's just what we're here for. And If you've been joining us over the last couple episodes, we've been doing this little series called uh, Crash and Burn little series that I did a while back in my church. And what I've been doing is, uh, what this series is, is we're looking at individuals in the scripture who crashed and burned with their walk with the Lord, that um, God had set them up to have a good relationship with Him. And for whatever reason, they crashed and burned. Uh, Things did not go well, and uh, they messed up, and and they really did some damage to their their walk with the Lord. And some of the people, as we have seen and will see, they repented of sin. They uh, restored their relationship. Well, I should rather say Jesus restored their relationship with the Lord. uh, And others, when they crashed and burned, they never recovered from that. And so, we're trying to learn from them so that we don't make those same mistakes in our life. And so we're, we're trying to look at them and go... Okay, they did that. Let me not do that so that I don't crash and burn. And so far through this series, we've seen uh, King Saul. And what we saw with King Saul is that pride and disobedience are the seeds that bring punishment and discipline for the Lord. And then we saw David. And what we saw with David is that unchecked desires decay our character from the inside out. In the last episode, which is uh, Moses. And if you haven't listened to that episode, I encourage you to do so. That is. Moses is is one of the, the men in scriptures that I really relate to. Uh, if you want to know why that is, you could listen to that last episode. But when we looked at Moses, uh, what we saw with Moses is that the fear of the unknown keeps us unavailable to the all-knowing God. And what we've seen so far with these three men is is... Many people who have some type of biblical knowledge know these three men. Now, these are three characters in the Scripture that are, are, are well-known. You have King Saul, and you have King David, and you have Moses. And so people know about them, especially David and especially Moses. Well, today and moving forward, we, we're going to touch on a couple people that you may not know as well. Uh, and today we're going to take a quick look at Eli. And Eli is a high priest, and if you want to read uh, where I'm pulling all of this from uh, today, it's 1 Samuel chapter 2, uh, verses 12 to 36. Uh, so 1 Samuel chapter 2, verses 12 to 36, and I'm not going to read it word for word. We're not going to do a verse-by-verse verse study or anything along those lines, but we're going to see Eli, and we're going to see that Eli crashes and burns in his walk with the Lord. And one of the things I want you to understand about Eli, or what we can pull from Eli, is this: that a misplaced honor leads to us crashing and burning. So let me say that again for you, so you can kind of get in, that thought into your head as we get going today a misplaced honor leads to us crashing and burning. Now, I'm going to pull two things out for Eli so that we can learn from him um, and and see why he crashes and burns in this section. And there's more than two, but as you know, I try to keep these podcasts between 15 and 20 minutes uh, because you're busy and I don't want to take up your whole day just give you something to think about. And Where we have to start is this. You need to understand who Eli is. Eli is the high priest of the nation of Israel. And what that means is this Eli was a descendant of Aaron, who is Moses' brother. And Aaron's lineage, Aaron's family line, they were the high priest. And what the high priest was, if to, to use a modern language, they're like the senior pastor of the church, if you will. They were the ones that were spiritually in charge for the nation of Israel. And when you went to the temple, the high priest was the one in charge. They were like the person when it came to spiritual matters. And even sometimes with, with legal matters as well, as you see more into the days of Jesus. And so, spiritually speaking, Eli was supposed to be, and he was looked upon as the highest spiritual man in the nation of Israel. He was the leader of the nation of Israel, spiritually speaking, or at least he was supposed to be. And so, he was in charge of everything that took place at the temple, and his two sons, he had two sons, and their name was Hophni and Phinehas and his two sons were in charge of the sacrifices that were supposed to be uh, done at the temple. And we won't get into everything that that took place. You could read about it, but Hophni and and Phinehas, Scripture tells us that they were wicked men. Now, if you're describing somebody and you use the word wicked men, it's not really a good description of somebody is it? Uh, for God to go that they are wicked men means that they're wicked men, they're sinful, they're doing things that are not right and what they were doing is they weren't doing the sacrifices right they're they are robbing God of sacrifices that belong to him that they would keep uh, they were, Actually, uh, not only that, but they're actually having wrong relationships with the women that would come and help out at the tent of meeting. And just think about that. Uh, it's just going to worship the Lord and these two men are having wrong types of relationships with the women that are coming and helping out. And so they're robbing the Lord through uh, taking offerings that are supposed to be Him. They're having wrong relationships with the women that are coming. This is not pleasing to the Lord at all. And what we see in all of this when it comes to Eli is this, that Eli lost his passion and it ended up causing him to crash and burn. And what I mean by that is this, when you look at Phineas and Hophni, they didn't really know the Lord, they knew of the Lord. But they didn't know him. They didn't have that personal relationship with with the Lord. They weren't trying to live for him. They weren't trying to honor him. They weren't trying to glorify the Lord in and with their lives. They're just doing what they wanted to do. And we can ask the question, well, whose fault is that? Why did they live like this? Why didn't they know the Lord? And so one could say, well, it's Eli's fault. Eli was their dad, and maybe he didn't teach them. Maybe he didn't encourage them. Maybe he didn't strengthen them or foster a relationship in their lives with the Lord. And so maybe it was Eli's fault for not teaching them and showing them the Lord. Or maybe it was Hophni and Phinehas' fault that they just had a rebellious and hard heart towards the Lord. Um, so maybe it was their fault. Uh, some parents, I know they do everything that they possibly can that to teach their children about Jesus, to get them to love Jesus and follow Jesus. But the kids, they just don't, they just have a rebellious heart and they run from the Lord. But the parent did what they could. No no parent is perfect. We all know that, but they really tried to, impact their child's life with the Lord. And so when we look at Hophni and Phinehas, we go, well, maybe it's Eli's fault for not teaching them about the Lord. Maybe it's their fault because they just had a hard rebellious heart against the Lord. We don't know, but you could make the argument that Eli plays a role in all of it. And what I mean by that is this, as you read the text, it seems that Eli lost his passion for the Lord. Like he just didn't doesn't seem like he has a passion for the lord he he doesn't really have a passion for serving the Lord it's kind of like he's just sitting back and going through uh, the motions going through the routine, if you would, whatever the case would be, it's kind of being that he lost his passion for Jesus, maybe he's done it for so long that you know, like why why keep doing this? This is just routine. Maybe it's like you and I go to church like every Sunday. Why we go to church every Sunday? Why we read the scriptures every day? Or, like it just it just gets routine and we, we take it for granted and we just lose our passion for it. And maybe that's where you are right now in your life. Maybe you don't have a passion for Jesus that you once had. Or maybe you you just can't put your finger on the reason why but you just don't have that passion anymore. And notice I'm saying passion. I'm not saying that you don't love Jesus anymore. I'm just saying maybe you don't have the passion uh for Jesus anymore that you once had. Maybe you don't have an excitement or a joy that you once had for for the Lord. And when we lose that passion, when we lose that excitement for Jesus, we're in danger of crashing and burning. Uh, it's one of the reasons why jesus says this to the church of ephesus in the book of revelation goes you you've lost your first love and what he what he's talking about is they lost their love for the lord that excitement that, that joy and when we lose that we set ourselves up to crash and burn and the reason being is this that is what satan looks for Satan is looking for believers who have lost their love and their passion and their excitement for the Lord. And that everything that is Jesus and, and, and is about Jesus has just become routine for us. And then we just go through the motions and maybe that spiritual apathy is setting in. And when we lose our passion for Jesus, you know what we do? We set bad examples for others. We set bad examples for our kids. We set bad ex- examples for our spouse. When we lose our passion for Jesus, we, we want our kids to go to church, but we don't really want to be there for ourselves. When we lose our passion for Jesus, our kids or our grandparents, they don't see that Jesus matters to us. And guess what? Kids will follow what, they, what we do more than what we say. And you know that. And so if we're setting a bad example for Jesus... No matter what we say our kids to our kids, they're going to follow our example. And so if our kids don't see us reading or praying or talking about Jesus, well then they're going to think Jesus really doesn't matter to our day-to-day lives. When we lose our passion for Jesus, we set a bad example for people at work or on social media, all of it. And so people will look at us and they're not seeing a life changed by Jesus, but a life that only acknowledges Jesus. And there's a big difference in that of a person seeing a life changed by Christ or seeing a person live a life that just acknowledges Jesus. There's a huge difference in that. And I think Eli, he lost his passion for the Lord. And this set him up to crash and burn. And it set his kids up for the same thing. They didn't really see a love and a passion for Jesus and their dad. And so why should they? And so let me just ask you this. Have you lost your passion for Jesus? And if so, why is that? Why have you lost your passion for Jesus? Is it because life has just thrown something at you or you're just walking through something? Maybe you've been following Jesus for so long, it's just become routine and you've taken it for granted. Maybe it's time to repent of that and just ask the Lord to help you uh, find that joy and that love and that excitement in him once again that you once had. But there's something else that I want you to see in the life of Eli that set him up to crash and burn. And this is really important for us in today's culture and atmosphere. And what it is was this that Eli honored others before he honored the Lord. And I want you to get that. Eli honored others before he honored the Lord. So Eli honored the Lord, but he only did it after he honored others. And where we get this from is the um, same passage in 1 Samuel chapter 2 but it's down in verses 27 and 29, and I'm going to read a verse to you in a second, but I just want to set this up for you. Uh, a gentleman of the Lord comes from, uh, to come to talk to Eli. So God sends somebody to Eli to call him out for his lack of uh, leadership with his sons and what they were doing. And in verse 29, the man speaking on behalf of the Lord says to Eli, "Because why do you scorn my sacrifice and offering that I prescribed for my dwelling? And listen to what God is saying to Eli right now. He goes, why do you honor your sons more than me by fattening yourselves in the choice parts of every offering made by my people Israel? I want you to notice what God says to Eli there. He goes, why do you honor your sons more than me? You see, Eli sent himself up to crash and burn because he honored his sons more than he honored the Lord. He loved his kids more than he loved the Lord. And that is really telling for Eli and the life that he he lived. God goes, Eli, I've blessed you so much. I've taken care of you so much, but yet you don't honor me first and foremost in your lives. And that's incredible. Do you know that parents still do this? That it's all about the kids. I've done youth ministry for roughly 20 years. And I have worked with, I'm not kidding on this, I, I've, I've had uh, hundreds of different teenagers come in and out of uh, the youth ministry that I have done over the years. And some kids literally run the family. Do you know that? That the parents set their children up on this high and lofty pedestal, if you would. And that the parents honor their children so much that the whole family is about their kids. That everything the family does is only and solely for the kids. That the kid gets to determine what the schedule of the family is. They get to determine what uh, the family does, when they do it, what the family eats. That it's all about the children. And you know what we're doing when we do that? We're honoring our kids before we honor the Lord. That the children become the center of and the foundation of our lives. That the children are what give the husband and wife their value. It is the child that gives to the husband and the wife, the mom or dad, the meaning and purpose as a person. That if you were to take the child away, then the husband and wife, they they wouldn't have any value in their relationship. They wouldn't have any meaning or purpose in their lives. The problem with that is this. Those roles, those positions, if you would, are for Jesus and for Jesus alone. You see, Jesus is to be the center and the foundation of our lives, not our children. Jesus is where we get our value from, not our kids. Jesus is the one that gives to us meaning and purpose, not our children. Now, kids do give us a bit of meaning and purpose as, as being a parent. I acknowledge that, but that, they, they, they should not be the sole place, the, sa- the sole source of our meaning and our purpose. That is Jesus. You see, children are not little gods for us to worship. That's idolatry. Children are young people that are going to grow to be old people and in that they are not to be worshipped but they are to be taught who to worship and how to worship and that means that we need to teach them who Jesus is and to teach them how to worship Christ because He is God, because Jesus lived and died and rose for us, and that Jesus is coming back. And so we can't honor our children before the Lord. We can't set children up as little gods to be worshiped, but to teach them who Jesus is and how to worship Him. Maybe you're, you're listening and thinking, "Ooh, good thing I don't have any kids I don't want to honor my kids before the Lord, and and so I'm off the hook here, right? Like Eli doesn't, I don't get anything from Eli because I'm not honoring my kids before the Lord because I don't have any. Well, hold on, you're not off the hook. What I mean by that is this, maybe you don't have children to honor before the Lord, but you're honoring the person in the mirror before you honor the Lord, meaning you're honoring yourself before you're honoring the Lord. That we will honor our work before the Lord. We will honor our hobbies or our checkbook or our phones or social media accounts. We'll honor our wants and our plans and our agenda more than the Lord. Even though the Lord has done so much for us, we honor other things and other people more than the Lord. And that was Eli's downfall. This was the kindling to Eli's burning. This was Eli's loose wheel that led to his crash, that he was honoring other people and other things before the Lord. Is it yours? Is this what is going on in your life that might just very well be setting you up to crash and burn? Where is your honor going first? Is it to the Lord? or Is it to somebody or some something else? And we don't say all this to bring guilt, but we want you to grow, and then sometimes in, in our growing, we have to be convicted, and we have to be faced with things that aren't right in our lives. And so Eli misplaced his honor, and it led to him crashing and burning. Is that happening in your walk with the Lord? that you're misplacing your honor instead of giving it all to him? If that is you. All you have to do is turn to Jesus, repent of your sin, run to him, seek forgiveness, and start honoring him first and foremost. He's there. He'll receive you. He'll forgive you. He'll work with you. He'll guide you. He'll direct you. He'll strengthen you. And so just run back to him. And so hopefully that gives you something to think about. And hopefully it is something that will help you from crashing and burning like Eli did. And so we hopefully, uh, you had a a great time with us today. And uh, if you want to connect with us, you can connect with us on Facebook, uh, Guarding the Well. You could comment, you can like, you can subscribe to uh, this podcast. And we would really be honored and blessed if you subscribe, left a comment. Uh, We would really love to hear from you. And so hopefully uh, you have a great day and hopefully your walk with Jesus improves all the more. Take care.